Welcome to another edition of Give an Ovation, the restaurant guest experience podcast, where I talk to industry experts to get their strategies and tactics you can use to create a five-star guest experience. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, a two-question SMS-based real-time guest feedback platform that helps restaurants measure and improve their guest experience. Learn more at OvationUp.com. And today, we've got Chris Burns, the owner of Serial Killer's Kitchen, which boasts over 1 million followers on TikTok. They're crushing the social media game. (laughs) They've got some awesome collabs. Um, They're a cereal kitchen that has over 100 different types of cereal from all around the world. Every day is a Saturday morning there at Cereal Cereal Killers. Um, And we actually met at Restaurantology, which is a great conference put on by the Savory Fund. Go next year. Uh, And... Super, I was really impressed, Chris, with with you on stage, and so I I wanted to have you here on the podcast. So welcome to Give an Ovation, my man. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So first of all, tell me about 1 million followers on TikTok. Like, what? Man, it was uh, was a mission. Um, I thought, like, confetti was going to come down, and I was going to get celebrated, and all this cool stuff was going to happen, chasing that that number per se, but it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely, it was definitely great, uh, chasing after it, you know, um, nothing really cool happened besides I can say that I'm one of the only uh, restaurants that has a million followers. Um, so that was definitely, you know, the cool, the coolness of it. And, you know, just to be able to do something that no one else has done, uh, for the most part. Um, so yeah, there's really nothing. Yeah. I just kept working towards it and, Stay consistent, stay consistent, post it two to three times a day until we were able to hit that um Whoa, hit that level. Two to three times a day. Yes. Easy. Yeah, but like a lot of it, like I tell people a lot, like after you're consistently making content for months and months, you have so much content to repurpose. So don't be afraid to repurpose your content because most of your followers aren't gonna see it anyway, the way the weird tiktok algorithm works so just don't be afraid to repost reuse do a different voiceover a lot of different things you can do to get to those levels where you're not like could you imagine creating 21 pieces of content in a week every week um so yeah it's pretty hard to always have something new so you can always just rework some old stuff in yeah take clips from longer form content and throw that in there also and do you find that you know when you're throwing something back up there with like new music that's trending and stuff like that. Does that actually work? Yeah, it does. I say that's, that's another thing to do. You use different sounds with video you already have. So it's a new video for the most part. Um, I, I think like TikTok wise, like if you're not doing all the weird dances, <laughs> uh, some of the backup music doesn't really work because a lot of those have to do with dances and stuff. But but yeah, you can throw a lot of use a lot of funny audio. Like right now it's Halloween, so of course we use a lot of spooky um, spooky sounds that were kind of going viral, getting used a lot. So a bunch of different things like that. Now, Chris, you you're talking to you know our listeners here, restaurant owners, not social media experts. Right. So what do I do? Do I hire my niece or nephew to come in here and run my TikTok for me? Or like, how, how do I do this if, if I'm not a social media expert? Well, uh, pretty soon you'll be able to actually hire me to come do it all. <laughs> but uh, oh, but yeah, oh. I, I, would, I would. um, I don't know. I would say if you have the budget, definitely, definitely hire one of these uh, influencers or different um 
you know, food consultants, stuff like that, that actually are agencies. Um, I would definitely do that. Like if I had the budget, that's what I, that's what I would have done because I can be doing other things, but I didn't have the budget, you know, you know, cause they, they range, like you can get a beginner, you know, for a thousand dollars a month, maybe, you know, they might post twice, twice a week on your page. Um, or you can, you know, you, you could pretty much customize it however you want to. And with unlimited budget for, uh, per se depends on, you know, who, who you're getting, but, um, we had no choice. So I had to do it. And then started got started getting kind of good at it and um yeah now it's hard to get rid of it because everything most of our content involves my voice so oh. <laughs> i guess yeah so that's uh there's that but uh but yeah so i would definitely if you can hire somebody definitely do it i wouldn't just get my niece off the streets who is on tiktok all day because she's probably not going to know all the steps it takes to make a uh, good video and a uh, good high quality content. So what would you define as a good video? As you're looking at the the video content out there and this this is all getting to the guest experience because when they see you on social media that's one of their first interactions with your brand and that's where expectations are set and expectations yield experience. So what yeah. what would you say is what would you define as good content if you were to kind of write up your your strategy doc on that? Definitely. Uh, like I say, things have changed. Like, uh, I think a lot of, I don't want to pick on, I'm say more seasoned restaurant owners, uh, uh-huh. you know, they think that you have to have all these expensive cameras, bring it in a whole photo shoot, lighting boxes everywhere with social media. That's not really the case. You literally can do everything with your phone at this point, as long as you have, and, um, really a little $30 light that you can kind of you oh. know make your lighting yes. a little better. And I know, I know uh, that definitely works. A lot of people aren't going to be able to see this because it's not on, uh, not on video. But I bought this Loom Cube, right? It's a little light. It's the size of the palm of my hand, and this light, and combine this with an iPhone on portrait mode, and you get the most bomb photos you can get. And video is so good with just a little bit of lighting just the light you don't need to spend all that money on all this equipment uh for social media so the best like say long as you get like if you're doing food content if you get your little light off amazon 20 30 dollars uh your iphone uh at least like at least the pro models you know the the bigger ones that have the three cameras on the back because they definitely uh pick up content a lot better but uh so a good video I always say the hook is the most important thing so you get three to five seconds to catch someone's attention um what i like to do i like to like either like ask questions i like to challenge people and when i say challenge people it's like let's just say if i have 50 pair of shoes behind me like hey i bet you never seen 50 pair of shoes or you've never seen 50 pair of shoes so i like to kind of challenge them to get them engaged so just kind of like you you need to get them to stop scrolling that's the most important thing in any video because I think subconsciously, like we're just sitting there scrolling up and down, up and down. Something has to stop you. You're not watching every single video. So that's the first thing. You definitely, uh, you need your hook. What's going to gather everybody's attention? And then after that, like your content has to be engaging. Um, You need to ask questions. um, Because like once you ask questions, like I'm trying to use like real world examples. So um, I always ask like, hey, what's your favorite cereal? Something along those lines, leave it in the comment. So now that pushes that that will 
let Instagram and Facebook know to push your content out to more people because you need that engagement, at least the like, like that doesn't really work as much. Uh, but you definitely need people to engage with your post. Um, from what I've read, I don't know what the real truth is. It's like they'll send it out to 10 or 20% of your followers. If they don't engage with it, they're not going to send it to more people. So you have to get your core people to actually engage with your post first before it goes out to the masses. So, but yeah, good video. Like I said, good, uh, good, decent. I'm not going to say super quality, but like as long as you, long as it's clear, um, clear on your camera, that's good. Your sound is good. Your, um, your lighting, that's, that's pretty much the basics. But, uh, I always start with the hook, you know, something engage, uh, engaging and probably end it with a call to action. You know, something you want them to do. If you want them to stop by your store, buy a t-shirt, just, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the what I go through when so I'm let's talk um, about this though. Cause because Chris, I let's say I spend all this time doing three you you're saying post two to three times a day. Uh if you want a better if you want to grow faster. Yeah. Three okay. They, they, like everybody's in a race. So you have um Facebook. What is that? You have Facebook and Instagram reels. You have YouTube shorts. You have TikTok. Everybody, they're all fighting for consistent user engagement and content. They, they, they need, if they don't have content, they can't sell to advertisers. If they don't have people scrolling all day, they have no one to sell the advertisers to, you know, stuff like that. So everybody wants the content. So if you're pushing more content on a platform, they're going to reward you by being more consistent. Uh, like I say, a case in point, like I took a mental break at the beginning of the year after I hit all these invisible numbers I thought were so cool that that three month break came out to be like seven months. <laughs> so yeah. it just like got so overwhelmed with other things. But now I'm trying to get back into it. And it's like, OK, like, why are my numbers down? Like, why am I only getting 30,000 views? Which to some people, that's a lot. But when I was really going at it, I was averaging 100 and 150,000 uh, views a post. Like the bad posts were only getting 100,000 views. Interesting. But the minute I took a step back and I stopped being consistent, they don't reward it anymore. You lose your audience. You lose your engagement. Um, in 20, what year are we in? So in 2022, end of 2021, in that year span, I had over 250 million views on my post. Organically, not paid for just everything for the year so yeah so it's wow. just really it's about consistency uh yeah that's really i say two to three times a day is a good start um once you get an audience you can scale it back a little bit but you know um and the cool thing is like all those platforms all uh the four i mentioned they're all pretty much set up exactly the same so whatever platform you like the best i like instagram's editing and everything so i use not instagram sorry i like tiktok's editing so uh -huh. i use tiktok i post the video there i do all the editing there i post it i use another separate app it's like share talk or something like that i take the video from instagram i mean from tiktok it removes the watermark and then i share it on facebook instagram and youtube so it's literally the same video getting shared four times now you multiply that by three times a day i'm sharing at least 12 pieces of content a day you wow. know what i mean so and is this, you have so is many this opportunities result, and is this resulting in sales like do you feel like this has helped Listen, the, the actual can, business 
I have um I have proof now, right? Like uh from when I was hitting those numbers to now, I can tell you it at least impacted our business, at least between our stores, total at least two hundred thousand dollars. Wow. In difference from our numbers uh year to year, just because I like I said, just so much stuff in life was happening. I couldn't physically or anything post or I didn't have the time, but I definitely can tell. Like look at it separate months and what was different. There was only one, our product's been the same. Everything's been the same, but my consistency and posting. So yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I can definitely tell. It definitely, I didn't know, I didn't know it. You don't know until you know. You just think your place is the greatest thing ever, but something has to drive these people there. It might not be right away, like especially because we have a store on the Las Vegas Strip. So that's not a consistent customer base. It's literally always new people. Um, so yeah, I can definitely tell. And that's what makes our business a little harder than anybody else's per se, because you know, if you're a mom and pop shop in a neighborhood, you can get a loyal following. We have we have to with our store on the strip, we have to build a nationwide following mm. to visit us when they finally make it in town. Granted, we're in like one of the most popular tourist destinations, but uh so yeah, we just had to get get creative and TikTok and Instagram. Um the kind of exposure that we got on there from posting two to three times a day, I couldn't pay for it. Really, like McDonald's can probably pay for it, but that would cost them millions of dollars to get that many organic views, stuff like that. Or, well, I guess it wouldn't be organic if they're paying for it, but yeah. Well, what about, how did you schedule your, your time? Like, did you just have, Hey, from nine to 12, every single day, I'm coming up with ideas that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to post out. Like, how how did you schedule when you're going to do the videos? I would mostly go to the, uh, I would go into our store and uh, spend five or six hours. And I would just shoot a lot of content. I would kind of plan it out. I would spend one day shooting for the week per se. And then I'd spend like another day editing everything. So I would edit everything, put it in the drafts and then uh, just post it on that, uh, that day. Uh, And I would, I would kind of keep like a system. So I know I would do one ice cream and milkshake post of us like uh, making the milkshakes one making a crazy bowl of cereal and then another one like our cereal challenge so it pretty much be the same type of thing but but every day so so i have to go in there and post i have to go make seven milkshake videos seven cereal bowl videos and then if i think of anything else there's a lot of filler content that we got kind of good at like let's the top five cereals then you can do the top five chocolate cereals, the top five cinnamon cereals. Oh. You can do worst cereals, <laughs> the worst five. So you, it's just so many little things that don't take much time that you can do. What I think a lot of people make mistakes on, they think that their content has to be great. It has to be perfect. But any time that I spend, like, let's just say, like real time on trying to create content, it bombs every time. I don't know why. It just seems like really um what's that word really produced content doesn't really work for a lot of people people want to see the real yeah like like if you could look at like look at the top people in the space like uh i'm not going to say the people i actually love let's just say look at mcdonald's burger king any of the look at their content you can tell that it's high quality great cameras somebody they set out a board meeting for a week and came up with these ideas (laughs) Uh uh-huh so if you think about how much money they're spending on 
these professionals and like and look at look at look at their likes and their engagement compared to like their followers because they are McDonald's and stuff like that. It just it doesn't add up. Yeah. Um I that's the part that kind of like makes me laugh like when these big companies are like, "Yeah, we don't have a budget for for partnerships or anything." And I'm like, "You pay so many marketing people for social media marketing to come up with all these great ideas that I can get you for free." <laughs> like, you know, I mean for for a lot less, you know what I mean? So yeah. That's just that's just the way I see things, you know. Content I, I, is different. Totally. And and I think that that authenticity is so important nowadays. Like why do people like, you know, I I watch Mr. Beast videos. Like why do people like Mr. Beast because he just seems like such an ordinary guy and like Mr. Beast probably had like no friends in real life. Like he's just a like oh, I'm just like he just seems like he's, he's not really Jimmy. a loner, but just yeah, he just yeah, he's hey, just, that's my that's a friend I my friend I grew up with. <laughs> like yeah, right? Exactly. He seems he's like not so a big normal. personality or anything. And that's the beauty of it. You don't need to be super cool. You don't need to have an amazing personality. I love what you're saying. Just be consistent and and like try a bunch of things and see what's hitting and then just keep doing it. And I like how you you got into your rhythm of of milkshake, cereal, challenge, and just doing that every single day and building that content up. Yeah, that's what I love like about not being a big corporation. The only thing I like about not about not being a big, we can do whatever we want. Like we want to throw something at the wall and see if it sticks. You know, you just you you're allowed to keep trying to uh you know redefine yourself or find something that works without it being a big deal or having to throw millions of dollars in marketing budgets behind it. Because I tell you, like I just like like knowing people who's worked at these big companies, like all the money it takes for them just to launch something. I'm like, why? Like, I can do that for about $5,000, not a million dollars in R&D. Like, if yeah. I want to do a new milkshake, I don't have to I don't have to do a test group. I can just put it out, make good content around it. People try it. They like it. We keep it. They don't. We get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> Life's a lot simpler, right? <laughs> I love that, man. And Chris, I know we haven't even talked a, a ton about the guest experience, but in effect, as I mentioned in the beginning... All of this is creating the expectations of the experience, which is just as important as the experience itself. So uh, I love this conversation, but I do want to ask you, who deserves an ovation in the restaurant industry? Who's someone that, or or in the social media industry, who's someone that we should be following? Oh, man. Uh, so I have, I, I can answer both the questions. So I know it's, haha, you know, we all just came from the savory uh, convention. <laughs> so definitely them, like, they're like, how I, how I got um, in contact with them pretty much is because I wanted to do a drive-through for our concept. And then I started doing research and I came across Swig and I'm just like, wow, like they're really selling sodas <laughs> and like, yeah. like at an alarming, at a crazy alarming rate. <laughs> and then, so I'm like, well, we can just be that for the ice cream and dessert industry. So I just started following them. And then I finally met them at a restaurantology a couple of years ago. And like, they're just, amazing people like not even like let's take like anybody like outside of they have obviously money to invest in different organizations just getting to know them on a different level so andrew and alfonso and uh taylor all that whole group like they've all just been great like i think the most important thing that i can ask them questions that i can get an answer <laughs> like so definitely uh that whole group um yeah has been amazing um 
And on the social media thing, I think like everybody, everybody kind of knows about Keith Lee now. He's a, um, uh-huh. he pretty much goes around testing restaurants. He's in a little bit, of, not, he's not in trouble right now, but he made Atlanta look really bad this week. So it's a whole, I know he got put on blast going on. Huh? <laughs> he got put on blast. Yeah, Atlanta. Well, he, well, it's not really him. It's just Atlanta is, yeah, they're looking real bad right now just because of his content. But yeah, but like say, when I say that, like, kind of like we were talking about Mr. Beast, he's an awkward, regular day-to-day person that grew a crazy following of, you know, 15 million followers per se. So he's definitely leading in the food category when it comes to restaurants. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's he's doing some cool stuff there and uh, really interesting. So Chris, this has been a fascinating conversation. Where can we go to see this all live in action? Who do so you can um well you can go on our Instagram and our TikTok pages at the Serial Killers Kitchen, or you can visit uh one of our stores. We have uh two in Las Vegas, one in Goodyear, Arizona, which is um the west side of Phoenix, uh out in the suburbs, and also uh in downtown Salt Lake City at the Gateway inside awesome. of Hall Pass. Well, Chris, for making my childhood dreams come true, today's ovation goes to you. Thank you so much for joining us on Give an Ovation, my man. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this episode, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite place to listen. We're all about feedback here. Again, this episode was sponsored by Ovation, a two-question SMS-based actionable guest feedback platform built for multi-unit restaurants. If you'd like to learn how we can help you measure and create a better guest experience, visit us at OvationUp.com.